Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Set me free. Take a look at the jobless rate, 3.7%. This remains near a historic generational low. About 500, more than 500,000 people entered the labor market. So these months and months and months of decent job numbers are encouraging people to come back in. So that is an important sign of, of success in the labor market right now. Some good economic news there. Uh, there's been a lot of good economic news now for a couple of years. I mean, some of it just uh, mind-blowing. Numbers that nobody thought we'd ever see. Unemployment, um, uh, you know, various indexes. But a couple of weeks ago, there was some number none of us had ever heard of, the inversion point or something that happened, and the media went all crazy. <laughs> and there's been nonstop recession talk since. How likely is that to happen? And what is a recession anyway? Let's talk with Neil Irwin. He writes for The Upshot, a time site, New York Times site for analysis of politics, economics, and more. Neil, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Glad you're here. Hi, Jack. Thanks for having me. You know, I'm going to start here. Is there anything that's reported more poorly than economic news in all of media? Well, I, I I've do been my saying best that to try, and, uh, and, I'm, try no, and try and adjust for that. Well, yeah, yeah, I, no, I don't mean people like you, just in general. It's got to drive you crazy when you see a does, big yeah. national newscast and they give you a 30-second overview of what's going on. It's often so bad you were better off having not heard it. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, this stuff's really complicated to try and do it justice. Um, you know, the simple headline is rarely going to capture the, the nuances of what's happening in a $20 trillion economy. Um, but uh, it's, uh, I, I, I share your frustration. Um, define recession for us. So uh, the uh, the official definition is 
an extended period of, of economic contraction. Some people use a rule of thumb of two quarters of negative growth. Um, it, you know, it's, it's less a specific numerical definition, more about an overall shrinking of the U.S. economy. Usually uh, the economy grows. Uh, if it shrinks for not just a single quarter, but for some extended period of time, we lose jobs, industrial production falls. Uh, that's what a recession is. And how likely is it to happen? You uh, love your headline, recession is not inevitable. Yeah, look, it's more likely than it looked a few months ago. Um, there's no question that a lot of the economic data has softened in the last couple of months. Uh, you know, you mentioned this inversion of the yield curve, something that's happening in global bond markets seems to be uh, signaling future slow growth. Um, that said, it's not baked in. It's not a sure thing. Uh, this economy could easily keep growing for another one, two, five, ten years. Uh, there's no reason that can't happen. And I think what we're seeing is, um, you know, this weird thing happened in financial markets, again, this, this yield curve inversion that's making people kind of leap to conclusions that aren't necessarily warranted. Well, what about our ability to talk ourselves into a recession? I was poo-pooing that inversion thing that happened because, you know, with a little bit of Googling, I was able to find out that that um, particular number a couple of weeks ago that that's, that set this talk off um, is wrong as, as often as it's right in terms of predicting a recession real soon. But even I, with all the recession talk in the media, was starting to think, well, maybe I shouldn't buy this or that or make this plan. I worry about us talking ourselves into it. Yeah, that is a risk. There's no question that's a risk. You know, if you're and, and that's thinking in terms of consumers, think in terms of corporate executives. If you're a CFO of a company, you're trying to decide, you know, do we build this new factory? Do we, you know, hire another hundred people or not? Uh, you know, you, you can kind of talk yourself out of um, out of that. And, and that can be self-fulfilling. Um, I don't think we're seeing evidence so far that that's happening, at least on a broad scale. Uh, you know, you just mentioned the, the jobs report uh, this morning. that was pretty solid. It was a decent, you know, continued growth. Um, so, you know, you can have a slowdown that's not a recession, and that seems to be what we're having so far. But as you point out in your own article that uh, consumer spending accounts for a much larger share, I'm reading from your article, consumer spending accounts for a much larger share of the economy than business investment does. And that's why I worry about us talking ourselves into it. If the media keeps hammering on this, a recession is coming, a recession is coming. And, you know, enough people say, well, maybe I won't buy that car, at least not this year, or maybe I won't remodel the bathroom. Uh, pretty soon we're we're in a tough spot. And, you know, Bill Maher's on TV saying, I hope there's a recession. A certain amount of the media is rooting for it because of their dislike of Trump. Um, I wonder if if recessions can be created in a different way in a social media, hyper media world. It's an interesting idea. I, th- I think that's possible. Um, you know, that said, look, we've had periods of of weak growth that did not fall into an all-out recession. So that happened in late 2015, early 2016, kind of similar to what we're seeing now. There was a real freeze-up in, in uh, manufacturing activity and, um, and a slump that, you know, didn't become a full-scale recession, but was a slowdown that, uh, that did cause a lot of pain in certain sectors. Um, you know, you could have that this time without it blowing, you know, bubbling up and turning into an all-out contraction. Um, but I think you're right. You know, how we communicate, how we, um, how information is spread has changed. And there's, uh, you know, I think what you're describing is totally plausible. <laughs> That's an interesting idea, said Neil Irwin. That's what smart people say to dumb people when they throw out something that makes no sense. <laughs> I appreciate... Well, no, you, you I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of it before. I hadn't really thought that through, so yeah, I'm ducking the question. I appreciate you being that kind with my half-assed theory. Um, so, I'm just a regular guy, obviously. What what should I keep my eye on if if I'm actually in a position where I think maybe I shouldn't remodel the bathroom next year? What, what number should 
I be watching on a regular basis? Or numbers. Look, there are some, some indicators that are kind of real-time, tell you what's happening right now, what's going to happen in the next couple of months. Uh, so far, those are showing okay signals. So there's every week there's a uh, report on the number of uh, jobless claims, people filing for unemployment insurance benefits. Those numbers have stayed super low, uh, not a bunch of layoffs happening. Uh, you know, there are these surveys of, of industry that, that happen every month. Those numbers are showing mixed signals. For, for manufacturing, that, does, that has fallen into negative territory. For service industries, that's still in, in comfortable growth territory. Um, so there are a lot of real-time indicators out there that can tell you if, you know, are we entering a real slump or, or things pretty much okay. Hey, there was something in your article that, that, that struck me that I've been waiting for for years, um, that the unemployment being low enough that employers actually actually have to start worrying about uh, you know, paying, paying their employees more, having better benefits packages, uh, training whatever to keep them around because there are other options out there. Yeah, I think you know, look. The best thing that can happen uh, for for American workers in the in the medium term is this low unemployment rate staying where it is or, or going lower still. And you know, when when employ- when workers are scarce. Businesses have to do more to get good workers. They have to pay more, as you say. They also have to, you know, take chances on people they might not have taken chances on. You know, if that means, uh, you know, taking on somebody who wants more flexible hours or somebody who's disabled or is, you know, uh, out, coming out of prison. Um, employers are having to take chances on people they might not have in a in a weaker job market, uh, and that's just better for everybody when employers really have to compete to get workers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, well, that's a switch from where it's been most of my career. Neil Irwin. Writes for The Upshot, a New York Times site for analysis of politics, economics, and more. Neil, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Yes, that was, he was being very nice to me. That's an interesting idea. Why don't you get sit over there and have some pudding? Very good question, <laughs> Mr. Radio Man. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. He was good. I like that. He was good, but that is what smart people say to dumb people when they ask stupid questions. I mean, I, I recognize it. That's fine. I'm not ashamed. Economics is not my, uh, my thing. But uh, the idea that employers might be in a position for the first time in a long time where they gotta they gotta pay more, they gotta pay better benefits, they gotta pay better salary, they gotta they gotta buy new equipment, they need to invest for the long term to keep people around and to plan for the future because the economy is so good. That could be for good for everybody, like Neil Irwin said. And again, the headline is the headline: recession is not inevitable. Don't go out there and buy. Consumers, buy anything you were thinking about buying, go out and buy it today. I think that'd be fantastic for all of us. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you very much from the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 